In today's episode of Software App Design Talk, we'll be speaking with Vikram and Batu, two software engineers studying at UCD Smurfit Business School. Hello everyone, we are now joined by two guest speakers, Mr. Vikram and Mr. Batu. Welcome guys. Before we start the questions, uh, can you briefly share your experience or background and describe how your typical work week looks like? So Vikram? Yeah, so hi. Uh, so I have a three years experience in finance sector and currently I'm like a CS student in UCD. So most of the time I spend nowadays doing assignments and like look for new opportunities around me. Thank you, Vikram. Batu? Uh, I work uh, in various software engineering disciplines. Uh, started uh, 11 years ago with my startup, with my own startup, by developing uh, apps for the corporates. Uh, at that time, I was working as a backend developer and iOS developer at the same time. And uh, years later, I uh, become an NLP engineer at uh, Apple, uh, and I was working in the, the CER team. And more than a year ago, then I joined uh, Microsoft, and since then, uh, I've been working as a software engineer. And and I, in my typical workday, starts with a, a stand up and discuss the tasks that we we have in the current sprint. And at the end of the sprint, uh, we make an uh, another meeting to a retrospective meeting to discuss what we achieved and what we can do. Thank you very much. Um, so now we have a question to the both of you. Um, so what does, in your experience, like what does business uh, want versus what dev want? Uh, it is always a line or they're in conflict? If, and if so, how much? If you would start, Bikram? Yeah, so I think business usually want uh, reliability and like tested technology, which we have worked on till now. But sometimes developer or development team needs a good technology. They wants to move quickly on uh, newer technology so they can experience that. But sometimes business doesn't align with that because they feel somewhere inside that uh, this is not reliable. This is not tested out yet. So we shouldn't move into that. Also, when it comes to hiring and getting a new talent business, always look for someone who can work on the project instead of like be smarter than that. But development team need people who are very good at coding, but business feels like this is not what we do and we should kept it low. And ultimately it makes a project very expensive and they just don't want to do that. Apart from that, it's like always about the maintenance first mentality in business side. Like they don't want to experiment too much with the project, but uh, like development team always wants something uh, new features or may try to improve it every time, like more changes into the production, but business most of the time doesn't go for it. Thank you. How about you, Batu? Uh, in my experience, uh, this often happens, uh, especially if I, if we work, if we're working with marketing teams, uh, as they push to complete the project within the less time that we require. Um, but in that case, most of the time, uh, either we remove the, some of the features to keep the product as simpler, as simple as possible. Uh, or uh, we divide and conquer the tasks with more people uh, that we require. But uh, 
because of the, as Mikram mentioned, because of the budget problems or uh, hiring uh, expectations or uh, delays, uh, it's not possible to increase the number of people or the teams, team number of the teams. So uh, the, the first solution is always uh, make the product simpler uh, until the, the first release. Um, Batu, so I have a question for you. So how yeah. do you get, I guess, these stakeholders involved, right? So how do you get the customers and how do you gather requirements then in that sense, if you find it a little bit difficult? What are your, I guess, go-to steps? Okay. Uh, first, first of all, uh, uh, we try to uh, figure out uh, what, are, what are the fundamental uh, specs, uh, features that we, ha we have to have in that product. Uh, for instance, uh, the, the expected uh, the expected product can be done in uh, three three months or let's say two years, uh, whatever. But uh, the business side, uh, because of the marketing issue, marketing uh, concerns, or the especially the time the concerns. Uh, may ask uh, for a less time uh, than we expect. In that case, uh, we try to discuss uh, what can be, uh, what are the options that we can get rid of? Uh, uh, what are the optional features? We, we try to discuss uh, these. Yeah, that's good. So you try to cut down scope to make sure that you deliver on time. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And and also this this helps us uh, to reduce the bugs uh, as the complexity reduced uh, than before. Uh, what kind of questions uh, you will be asking, um, Batu? Like open questions or closed questions? Do you follow any uh, methodology as such? Uh, it, it depends on the uh, product, of course, but most of them uh, are uh, open questions because uh, uh, there, we, there is no uh, generic way to uh, I, that I. <laughs> yeah, all right. So uh, that's fine. So uh, you discuss on the uh, team size or roles that you are going to involve uh, in your team with customers? Uh, we also, uh, th th this, this also can be done. Or, uh, this is another option, but because of the budget and the hiring, uh, as the hiring is not that easy, uh, the increasing the number of people or the team teams uh, cannot be uh, done quickly uh, because some for some cases we may need more than more than hundred people uh, for product project. So uh, the, in that case, hiring process can take up to one year. So during your planning, do you plan uh, disaster recovery as well? Yes, of course. Uh, we 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 have a, a BCDR uh, uh, requirements that we follow, uh, and the, 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 there are uh, four different levels uh, at Microsoft, especially. And uh, at, at the at the fourth level, 
you the system should uh, get up by itself in in case of any disaster scenario. So I have a question for Vikram. So uh, I imagine you're more than familiar with the agile methodology. Our question is, uh, what do you think is coming after Agile or Kanban or, or even the waterfall uh, methodologies? Uh, so in my experience, I can say that the last year, which we spent in the COVID time, especially, uh, we, so in, I will give you the example of my project only. Uh, we started with the Agile system uh, when the things were good, but then the COVID came and the, uh, all the teams went online. So that time it was very difficult, like what to do because Agile is there, but still we wouldn't be able to work together in a team instead of like we were working individually. So that time uh, we mixed up some part of Kanban, like start taking demos itself. And like, if someone is already completed with his task, he can pick up the new task without waiting for the two week sprint. So we mix up some part of it. And like, lastly in the Barclays, the thing we started with the pod system, agile pod system, if you remember. So in that, basically, instead of having a team size of 14 to 15, we moved out from that to eight to nine people. That way we will, be able to do more features at a time instead of working in a big team because handling a big team online it's difficult so we move to agile pod system so i i think we might move uh, with the agile pod system in the future also and mixing up some part of the kanban because i thought that would like that way we've finished a lot of work instead of initial months of the no covid so i think mixing of the these two system and reducing the team size is something which we are thinking in the coming years yeah i have a question for the both of you um in today's class we discuss about the design process um based on your experience can you discuss about your design process and a aha golden moment that you had recently Yeah. So, uh, in the design system, so Barclays, uh, doesn't have clients Barclays itself, a client of its technological system. So when we used to, uh, gather information or working on the design, we used to go to product owner, the product owner will give us all the requirements for that project. And then we had like this architectural team, which will decide like, which components are we going to use? Which data models are we going to use? Is it going to be a distributed system or not? So these team, uh, all these requirements will be handled by the architecture team. Then architect team will go to like a common uh, product team and they will ask about how is it or is it feasible or not? Do we have enough talent to work on it? So designing is basically done by our architect team and uh, on the basis of the information which is provided by the product owner because we doesn't have client system. So it's not directly for us. But where is the, the high, where is the architecture being built? Where is that being designed? Uh, Alan, so when we gather the information, the architect team will create a design basically. So architect is nothing but a structure which hides the implementation, right? So the architect team will give us all the class diagrams, like all the flow charts, like which is required to create a particular functionality. And then the architect will be given to the scrum team and the scrum team will take these architecture as a feature wise. So if we are going to create a one component, the implementation 
of that uh, part will be taken care by the agile team, not by the architect team. Architect team will give you a high level model of overall project, but the tech team will going to decide the implementation of each and every component, basically a small component and us all features will complete to project. So you can say that different teams are creating the same project, but different. So who who takes ownership of the design does so in my case the product owner is responsible of make uh, in uh, gathering all the of all components he is going to check so we had this agile system where we had rally rally is like a jira only where all the uh, the product of all the teams are mentioned and each team has a responsibility of making a component in that rally the product owner can go and see the product is working or not so he is the responsible if all the overall design is working or not if it's not working he will go to that particular team and ask why it's not working sort of um, looking for if the design of these pollution or <coughs> the architecture is done by a different developer it would look different Yeah, you can say that because the feature implementation is the responsibility of the team. It could be possible that the same feature, if different team will create, it could look differently. But the output, like the basically input and output is going to be the same. The implementation, like uh, the Bartu said, like instead of having Azure system, you could have AWS, different technologies you can work on. The, but uh, business or the product owner only cares about if the input and output which is expected is there or not if it's there then it's fine uh, so like like for somebody is saying it's like 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 several roads are like leading to rome so um eventually the product owner and and i guess the the, the business just wants a working solution and they don't really care if it's written in x way or z or z way Yeah. So if the product cost, cost is not going above it, then it's fine. Like it's at the end, it's about cost and input output. So, so you'd be quite happy with a big bowl of mud. I wouldn't say it's like that because we have this proper documentation system, feedback system, testing, automation, and all those things. So it's not going to create a mud because if another team joins that project, the team can read it from the documents, like what have been implemented till now. And if somehow they are not happy with it, then they can change it. Otherwise, it's the, the documentation is there to understand how this current feature is working. And the testing is there to prove it like this feature, which we have created, it's working as expected and won't create a problem because we had like this performance testing, we have development testing, quality assurance testing. So all these st stages should be passed. That design should pass all these stages. Otherwise, it's the wrong thing we made. And because of the agile, it's very easy to overcome the issue also, because then you just going to revert your two week project, not the whole five, six months. So even if something is not working, then the only two week work is gone wrong. Otherwise it's fine. Uh, may, I, may, I, may I add something uh, to, to prevent from the uh, big ball of mud. Uh, we also make, if, if let's say if we are, we're going to add uh, a new feature for that feature. We, the engineer creates a one page of documents and if required, we make an make a, a meeting or meeting series uh, to discuss the new feature 
the, the approach of the uh, engineer. And then uh, also code reviews and behavioral tests uh, are uh, quite helpful to prevent from any uh, regression or uh, to, to be uh, away from people of I think. Uh, as a developer, have you ever got a chance to uh, draw a low-level design of a module that you are going to work on? Uh, for example, from a prototype, uh, have you ever drawn a flow diagram, how the uh, flow will be or data flow will be? Yes. In my case, uh, most of the time I worked on the middlewares. So, uh, I can be responsible for the data flow and I can suggest a data flow diagram to this uh, that, that we can discuss on. Yeah, so in my case, like it basically depends on the organizations, uh, to be honest. But uh, in my company, they so I have just three years of experience, but still they gave me this responsibility of making the flow chart, the system which has to work from end to end, like basically data models, development of APIs and UI part. So I have created a model also. Uh, UML, I, I, I must, uh, I must. Most of the time, I use UML uh, diagrams uh, for uh, for the especially for the class diagrams or the data flow diagrams. Uh, I I use that UML uh, because I know uh, no matter wh where you are, you can understand the UML. Uh, that's the reason. It's 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 a huge part of the one pager documents. Okay, so uh, in your, as Vikram, as you said, in your organization, do you follow uh, architecture um, in architecture diagrams at different levels? For example, uh, overall high level architecture and uh, integration architecture, data flow architecture diagram, uh, deployment architecture diagram, DevOps architecture diagram. So any, 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 uh, any of these design diagrams you follow in your organization? Uh, yeah, so we have like the whole system, right? So we used to have DB's data model part. Uh, we have like a front end and we have the development. So the overall design, uh, the business team or the architect team usually do the flow chart or the flow diagram, you can say. And when it goes to different teams, they will start breaking out. So if it, the data, database team will start doing like which uh, diagram they should make, uh, so uh, if at all any any tools you use to uh, create these diagrams uh, yeah so um, we we used to have like all the uh, data diagrams at the at different levels so uh, uh, the developer team used to make class diagrams at their level so see which components they can use and the CICD team will see like uh, what are the best uh, like is it a Jenkins pipeline they should go with or they should go with the Golang pipelines uh, it totally depends on the project requirement and UI as said like they have their own flow diagrams about the language perspective the user interactions how they are going to handle like where they should button so each so at the director level we used to have like this flow charts and like at the tech lead we used to have this class diagram so it's a big uh, team so every team has their own responsibilities but we had this all diagrams in our organization 
And maybe uh, linking to what what Alan has asked about the the product managers. So, like, what would you say is the best way from a developer perspective to to work to together with a product manager or let's say a product owner? In my case, uh, I think project manager or product owner uh, should know every is should be aware of every step of the product and also first and also uh the they can they, they should be aware of what are the capabilities of the engineers and in at, at that time in that case uh, while uh dealing the tasks or the responsibilities uh, you you can be sure that uh, that task will be handled by its own uh, very well experienced at, in that case uh, person a person that is very well experienced in that in that uh, context and also uh, the project manager uh, i think uh, should 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 easily contact with this other stakeholders as well uh, for instance if you are having a problem with uh, infrastructure uh, it would be better it, it would be great if you can uh, contact with contact with the right person uh, from the infrastructure team um, th this would be uh, very helpful so like uh, sort of what you're saying is um to translate uh, like a business requirements into and don't get me wrong into the language or like uh, of developers basically that's right that's another another uh one too yeah uh, it, 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 being breach between uh the interpreter between the business teams and and development teams uh yeah it's uh, the the most important part of the uh, job, right? I think. So uh, we have been talking about how the project manager interacts with the developer's team. So I would like to ask uh, the other role of a product project manager would be to talk to the customer as well. Like we discussed, the business side, the internal customer does not care how the product is being made as long as it is fulfilling the objective. So during the development phase at every stage, do you talk to the customer at the beginning, at the end, or you try to involve the customer at every stage of the life cycle? Uh, okay. Uh, in, in, my, in, my, in my experience, we uh, add the customer uh, within the uh, project development. The, we we put uh, we we split the uh, development process into different stages, and as soon as we complete a, a, a one milestone, uh, we present to the uh, customer to get feedback. So uh, I, I may say that uh, we are actively interacted interact with the customer while developing the uh, product 
so in a on an average size how many prototypes you would be sharing to the customer for the feedback um it of course it depends on the project but for instance it might be on the web only uh, product or it can be multi multi platform product just like including consoles and desktops mobile devices so uh each uh, in that case uh, i may say uh, in general uh creating mockups for the ux flow and then it's it's uh, one milestone and then uh, a ui design uh, it's an another milestone and then uh completion of the some uh, modules uh, it's uh, it's another we may put another milestone for each module that we put uh, that we develop uh, and of course at the end of the uh, uh, development process development process uh, we put another uh, feedback so timeline uh, before the release so on that note i would like to thank both of you for taking the time to talk with us today and for sharing your knowledge and experiences and i'd like to also thank ellen for giving us the opportunity to host today's podcast and thank you to our beautiful and lovely audience